On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks bring in two new guys, one yesterday and one of them literally the day of the game. They contribute in a big win for the Mavs. And one of them closed the game for the Mavs. Is that more telling about the Mavs roster or more telling about Marquise Chris? Plus, Dirk on the broadcast will have all kinds of drops and all kinds of fun new things. We'll talk about how Dirk did on the broadcast. Talk on today's Lockout Mavs. I'm Luka Lodic, and this is Lockdown Mavs Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Uh, playoffs. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer, Mavs.com. The dark dude, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? There's something so soothing about Dirk's voice. Oh, it was amazing. That it's just like, can you, can I record you reading a night before Christmas? And <laughs> I'm then sure I'll he just, has at some point in his career. And then like at Christmas Eve every year, that's like the tradition. We just hit play and it's Dirk just reading it out loud. And <laughs> I need that in my life. I just miss that guy so much. You know, we, we obviously, we started, you know, covering the Mavs, um, towards the tail end of his career last what three years of his career yeah. and i was kind of just going through this timeline with somebody the other day and it's just you always hear the stuff of hey never meet your idols you know never meet your heroes you know yeah. sports guys and uh, he's like he debunks all of that because he's everything that you know you ever hear about dirk he is every bit of that so just to I, I know there's a lot of jokes that are like going around on like social media over the past few days. It's like, oh, Mavs season is kind of clunky. Bring in Dirk. But you know what? It works. Okay. Because I, I'm not here for any of that. If anybody's saying that, I don't, your opinion is not valid to me because they, they obviously had planned that for a while. Bally Sports had so many packages and so many little things that they ran. Like it wasn't just a, oh, the Mavs season's going bad. Let's bring in Dirk. Like they, they knew this was coming for a little while. Come on. I think they probably, I don't know if it was like months planned out. I think once Harp was out, then they were probably like look around and say, hey, this is an opportunity to bring some people like Harp Nico. was out like two days ago. I think is I think they knew it longer than that. But but still, it's like just hearing Dirk, seeing Dirk on the broadcast. Obviously, Skin, Skin helped out a lot with that, making a three-man crew there. But, I mean, it's that no That three-man crew was perfect. Just leave it. it. Was. Just leave it forever. And, and for there's me. no disrespect to Harp in that. I feel like Harp, you know, is catching some strays tonight because you know Dirk That's, was so good. It's and Dirk, man. Nostalgia with Dirk and stuff, but it was just so much fun. I just wanted to listen to every bit of it. He he pulled off the like the story some, but yeah. also talking about the game and he, he just sprinkled acting like in a, a fan, like when someone would throw up a three, like oh, oh yeah, just all that kind of stuff. Ooh, the, I love that guy. The thing that made Dirk so great, and by the way, we're talking about Dirk because he was on the broadcast tonight. He filled in for Derek Harper. He was on the Mavs broadcast with Jeff Skin Wade and Mark Falwell. Obviously, Mark Falwell went from one person in like just him solo in the first Minnesota game to then three people in the. <laughs> in this Minnesota game, but Dirk filled in. The thing that made that set Dirk apart, I think, was he could call fouls before they happen. He's like, oh, they're gonna call that a foul. Boom. And he called and he called it a foul. Or toe on the line. He's he's gonna call that. Like he just called things because he can see stuff because he's watched so much NBA basketball and seen so much happen in his career that he knows exactly what's gonna happen like late in a close game. And it was it was a little Romo-esque if you follow the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it was. And just I mean, him laughing, him you know, the interaction after the game with him and Dodo was so much fun. Oh, and 
you know, he, <laughs> Dirk calling out Cat at the beginning, at the beginning, a little jab oh, at him. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> laughed so hard. the The sarcasm of Dirk of Cat hits the first three of the game. He references back, you know, the quote from Cat, and I, you know, no one. Carl Anthony Towns said that he was. Carl Anthony Towns said that himself. Carl Anthony Towns was the best shooting big man of all time just like you know speaking his truth i guess is what he's doing but dirk called him out after after he hit a really like tough step back three though well, i mean i wouldn't say called him out he praised him right i mean yeah, it true. Was yeah, a, in his own dirk way it was a praise of hey that's the that's the greatest shooting big man in the world right there and uh it was just perfect dirk sarcasm in it and i just i love that guy and he and he's and the, however that you feel about the roster in this standpoint he can still talk about a lot of the guys on the roster because he played with a lot of the guys on the roster. (laughs) For better or worse. (laughs) And so like him even talking about JB in this and how, you know, he used to call him like an old soul basically and just how he plays the game, mid-range and talking, joking around with Dorian after the game and how the play of the game was Dorian getting blocked and it was just fun and how Dorian like lit up. I think that was one of the more telling things of when Dorian gets on the, the head mic yeah. And here's dirty. He's like dirty, and he's just like <laughs> hyped up. And it's like, man, that literally everybody loves this guy. I don't know anybody who doesn't like dirt. Uh, maybe, who? Maybe name LeBron him. and Wade. And <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. If well, if you lose to somebody superior to you, then that's what you do. We got some new drops. We got we got this one. Yes, what you do and then my new favorite drop that we have hop man the hop player, hop player. <laughs> dirk said jj bray used to say that all the time but dirk was dropping that for jalen brunson because man jalen brunson uh if we're just gonna focus on the game now jalen brunson showed up for the mavericks when they absolutely needed him to no luka Doncic, no chris Porzingis, no tim hardaway jr no reggie bullock no maxi kleba that's, that's essentially that a, a starting five line. That could that's be a, the yeah. closing lineup in a playoff series. Right. Like that's their that's their closing lineup. That could be a starting lineup. They're missing all those guys. Plus Josh Green, Willie Colley Stein, uh Gina Marui also out. A bunch of bunch of dudes were out for the Mavericks in this one because of COVID and because of injuries for Luca KP and Almarui. Luca is out for his fifth straight game now. And J- Jalen Brunson stepped up exactly when he need exactly when he needed to. In the ways that he didn't in the first game, he did in this one. He played 40 minutes. Scored 28 points, six assists, three steals for him. Uh, hit three threes, hit some free throws. Uh, he hit big clutch buckets. And anytime D'Angelo Russell was on him, he just smelled blood mm. in the water and went straight at that man because he was like, I'm not having it. Uh, and hit a couple of big buckets, including four uh, free throws in the fourth. And that's what really sealed it for the Mavs. Are we sure that Brunson's not better than Russell? D'Angelo Russell? I think Jalen Brunson's better than D'Angelo Russell. I I think Russell, Russell doesn't get so talked hard. about enough with as far as one of the worst contracts in the league. Like he went one of eleven tonight, four of eighteen from the field, and I'm like, nah, bro. Like there was a <laughs> there was a time when Skin praised his hair, and Skin said that his hair looked like ram Rams horns. horns, yeah. And I, I cracked up. But um, the problem with Russell is that he's like he's like more like Tim Hardaway in in the fact that. He's real streaky, right? But if he gets real hot, then all of a sudden he's, he just seems unstoppable because he can get ho- he can get off his shot no matter where he is on the court really. He can get off that little shot. He just he he isn't super athletic, but he can really 
He can he can get that shot off. The problem is, I mean, I think I can it, get a shot off too a lot of times, but it, it ain't going in. Yeah, but you're not scoring 30, 35 points in an NBA game, right? Like he's actually hitting them sometimes and hitting like six threes in a game, and you know, like, hold on, let me look up thirty point games for Russell over the past. He's two had years. he's had a thirty five, a thirty, a twenty nine, a twenty eight this season. Four. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean I'm not saying he's incredible. I'm just saying that he's not. I just not, don't think he's, he's that good. He's just trash like half the time, and then he's good <laughs> half the time, right? Like, it's just, it's it's the Tim Hardaway Jr. thing again, right? Those guys are streaky. That's kind of what they do. <laughs> I There was too many times watching the Wolves, if I, was a, if I was a fan of them, that I'd be like, why are you shooting? Why is Towns not shooting this ball? I mean, Towns only, Towns had 14 shots in this game. Russell had 18. That should never ever happen in a game especially that anthony edwards does a play in and i didn't yeah i mean i don't really care about the timberwolves but it's because they're best friends because <laughs> they're best friends but Jalen brunson man like let's go i mean that's the that was we want to see you take advantage of mismatches he hunted out d'angelo russell at times i mean i think it was the second half beginning of the thirds when they started off in a zone it's like all right we're just gonna zone this because you're just eating us alive and yeah great game from from jb tonight Absolutely. Incredible game. He was the head of the, the snake in this game. Think about this. Jalen Brunson took a starting lineup of Frank Nilakina, Dorian Finney-Smith, Sterling Brown, Dwight Powell, and went in and beat the Timberwolves with, with Towns and Russell and Beasley and whatever you think of, of Russell and them. But, uh, man, <laughs> this, that's pretty I mean, impressive for what Jalen Brunson did to, to lead the team and then also lead him in scoring and uh, facilitate like that. I think in the second segment, we'll talk about just how this roster was for the, this, the Mavs tonight because when they announced the Mavericks roster or the, the starting lineup before the game, I immediately thought, and I made a joke about this on Twitter, but I immediately thought of the Mavs fans out there, the group of Mavs fans that have been complaining so much of, I've watched this roster play for 18 <laughs> years. And it's like, well, here you go. Here this you game go, guys. is for you, okay? Because we're about to get all these <laughs> You know, all these guys and, you know, all these players, the Marquis Chris and Theo Pinson and these guys. And it was fun. Like, it was, oh, it was, was a fun, fun game to watch. They're like, well, I want something different. Well, it got all different up in here. And <laughs> it was yeah. it was absolutely a different game for the Dallas Mavericks. But they took advantage of it. And coming up, we'll get into the two guys, Marquis Chris and Theo Pinson, that really showed up for the Mavericks. They got signed less than 24 hours before the game and ended up playing and closing the game, why they were so important, and what Jason Kidd told me about Marquise Chris closing out the game ahead of Dwight, ahead of Moses, ahead of Boban, and all that. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Jason Kidd had to make a really big decision. And when you need to make a really big decision, you need some sleep. And what do you do to get that sleep? I'll do anything right now. Tell me what. <laughs> you need to turn to Calm. Calm is the number one app for sleep and meditation. They've teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become the uh-huh. champion version of yourself. Jason Kidd teamed up with LeBron to become a champion version of an assistant coach when he was with the Lakers. So LeBron and Calm Hall of Famers. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain to sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best. Uh, sleep is a critical part of a mental fitness routine. Go ahead and go to calm.com slash locked on NBA. You'll get a limited time, 40% off a calm premium description. 
description of premium subscription. Calm.com slash NBA. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at Calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at Calm.com slash NBA. That's Calm.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into this game. Again, the Dallas Mavericks win 114 to 102 against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They get revenge over the game the other night when they lost to the Timberwolves. We talked about Jalen Brunson, how he just led the way in this one. He had 28 points. But it was the two guys that had just signed. Marquise Chris literally signed, and the announcement was made, what, like five hours, four hours before the game actually started. We got the, the email from, from Mavs PR that he had been officially signed. Um and, and Theo Pinson the day before. Theo Pinson, after the game, said that he was just playing Madden. He was about an hour away from going to the G League showcase. And then his agent was like, don't go anywhere. Don't leave. You're getting signed by the Dallas Mavericks. And he was like, oh, cool. And then he went, to, he went to Minnesota. And then he was there with the Mavericks in Minnesota. And then he ended up playing in this game. Uh, an incredible, like, <laughs> incredible, like, string of events for, for him in his life. But uh, what did you see from, from Pinson and Chris in this game? Well, I mean, Theo played 21 minutes. Marquise Chris played 16 minutes. He was, you know, he joked about it after the game if he thought he was going to get this much run, and he was like, ah, "I mean, I thought I'd just get some little spurts here and there," and but he got, you know, more run in this game. And I was just, I mean, it was it was a breath of fresh air. But it, like Theo brought for me, I watched a lot of Theo Pinson at UNC. Okay, so I I love. Yeah, if you don't Theo know, Pinson. Isaac is a big big UNC fan. He's been for his whole life, pretty much. Yeah, and just like watching him. I'm like, man, I miss watching you play basketball because he's fun. And he talked about after the game too about like learn, like not knowing the plays. Like some, you know, even some anything. Of the, even the Mavs, you know, talking post game. There was a handful of guys who talked post game, and they're just like, dude. I mean, just learning on the fly here. And Theo talking about, it, he's like, I'm trying to pick it up, you know, with the other guys on the floor, the other teammates and stuff. He was making rotations and stuff, just hustling. I mean, this is what he did at UNC. He was like the secondary playmaker. He could handle the ball some. Wasn't going to be a you know sniper from the outside, but kind of a do-it-all energy type of guy. And that's what he did tonight. I mean, what he finished tonight with what? Seven points, four yep. steals, three assists, four rebounds. That's a do-it-all type of stat line off the bench. And I mean, I I know the the fun part about being a fan is when you see these guys first game, it's like, oh my gosh, start them. Like, we got to do it. Like, this is so much fun. Shoot Sterling Brown into the sun. That's like what a bunch of people were saying today. I thought it was funny. It's like, Sterling had a really good game, guys. Yeah, he did. But, yeah, that's the funny part about that game. But like, but for Theo, it's like, man, Theo and Marquis Chris, I mean, I, I want to, and we're, we'll have a, a bigger conversation about Chris in a second, but like, I thought Theo played great. And yeah. for the amount of time he's going to be on this team, I mean, if he keeps on playing like this, does it prove that, hey, I need it. I need a spot on this team because I love watching him out there. Absolutely. And the thing to me that stuck out a lot was the, the ball handling a little bit because he could he could take the ball up and it was like, oh, somebody else that can handle the ball besides Wait, Brunson and maybe Frank Brunson? sometimes. No? Like, oh my God, somebody else that can handle the ball. It was the way he moved the ball, right? It was quick. In the first half, the, when the Mavericks offense was really humming, unless it was just Jalen Brunson isolating on somebody, which is normal for the Mavs offense. But it was the it was the ball movement. It was the ball swinging around and moving around and guys moving. And you have to do that when you have brand new guys and you have 
a, a roster that is less talented than the roster that, that you're playing up against, right? You have to be able to take advantage of moving and hustle and get to a spot and move the ball around, create some movement and some action in order to, uh, you know, to get a, a good shot because nobody else on that team could get a shot off themselves besides Brunson. And with Luca, it's such a safety net for guys that they just like stick around and stay in one spot. And Luca just isolates and isolates and it gets real stagnant real fast. And so the offense just feels real stagnant real fast. But when you don't have that safety net, like Brunson is not that much of a safety net for everybody just yet. He's getting to that point, but he's not that much of a safety net to where guys have to move. And so when the ball was moving around, Pinson was out there just whipping it around. Like he, he would get the ball, see an open guy and just dish it over to them. Cause that gets the defense scrambling. Then all of a sudden yeah. guys are trying to recover really fast and they're trying to rotate from really far away. And then all of a sudden you find somebody like Marquise Chris underneath the basket, Moses Brown underneath the basket, somebody in the Sterling Brown in the corner for a three, something like that. And I thought that that's what really stood out about Pinson's game is his ability to just, okay, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make the right pass and make it quick and make, and make it really decisive. And he made, wait for it, a good pass in transition. Wow. We don't, <laughs> that play from, from him to Dorian Finney-Smith was like, yes, please, just somebody do like, make that what? pass. We haven't <laughs> seen anybody not? make that pass all year, I don't think. <laughs> no, the Mavs I mean, are never yeah. in transition. They're never in the fast break. But in this game, they were because they had a bunch of wings out there. They had Theo Pinson. They had Sterling. Bre- they had Sterling Brown. They had Dorian Finney-Smith, Frank Nilakina. Like they had a bunch of wings out there that were kind of flying around and were able to rotate and able to get to spots. So their defense was picked up a little bit. All that stuff I just said about offense is the same for the defense too. And yeah, uh, and it was working for them in this game. Well, yeah, and, and just a reminder: this was the starters tonight: Jalen Brunson, Frank Nilakina. <laughs> Sterling Brown, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell. <laughs> I mean, that's that's your starting. That's your first five on the floor for the Mavs tonight. It was, it was those five guys? That was Let's, what Jason Kidd thought was the best shot for this team to beat the other team. <laughs> yeah, and 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 they did. I want to speaking of Jason Kidd. Let's transition to Marquise Chris. I thought this was one of the best Jason Kidd moments so far in the Mavericks era. Me too. In this, in the sense of this dude made a call of. Marquise Chris just get you know is just signed. We know everything about that Dwight day. Powell. Yeah, like yeah, like the Dwight Powell thing. Dwight, a vet on this team. Dwight Powell, a guy that the leadership council remember those days. Yeah, you know, elected to start you know alongside KP. The leadership has, council wasn't at the game. <laughs> he has so much respect, you know, in that locker room in the organization. He started this game, and for Jason Kidd to make that call in the middle of the game and see Marquise Chris is defending Carl Anthony Towns that way. He is giving his energy. He's, he's just playing better. And for him to make that call of a guy who just signed the same day to let Chris like play that out, incredible coaching move by Jason Kidd. Yeah, I thought it was an incredible decision. And I asked him about it after the game. And I said, what made you decide to leave Marquise Chris in there late and essentially basically close the game out for the Dallas Mavericks? Powell played seven minutes in the second half. Marquise Chris played almost 14 minutes in the second half. He almost played double as much as what Dwight Powell did. And Boban only played two minutes. And Moses Brown didn't play at all in the second half. And so I asked Kid about it. I said, what made you decide to do that? Specifically because Chris was the one guarding Carl Anthony Towns. And Towns went one of four from the field in the fourth quarter. And that one shot he hit was that like leaning in the corner, weird three-point shot at the end of the shot clock that was just basically a prayer of a three. And Jason Kidd said... Marquise Chris made it hard for Carl Anthony Towns on the catch. 
that that's what that's one of the things he saw early in the game. He said he, he saw Marquise Chris playing well early. He made it hard for Carl Anthony Towns on the catch. And he said he also knew him early in his career and he trusted him to close out that game. Now, that was really interesting to me because Kid never coached Chris. So maybe he ran into him in, in some way, shape, or form. But the fact that he trusts Marquise Chris in that moment and the transitive property says that he did not trust Dwight Powell in that moment because of everything he saw in the beginning of this game. He just got, Powell got destroyed by Towns over and over again. Marquise Chris did make it hard for Towns to catch the ball, to to get entry passes, to get the ball in spots that he really liked it because he's a little bit more athletic. He's a little bit bigger. He's um, he was working harder because honestly, he was out there like working for his end, like, <laughs> like playing for his NBA career, basically yeah. him and Pinson. That's the thing that really sticks out about those two guys. They're going at it hard because they may only have 10 days to prove to the Mavericks that they should stick around for the rest of the team or, or, prove, or, to the rest of, yeah. or prove to the rest of the league that they should stick around and get another shot somewhere else. So these guys are going to play harder and it's just the nature of the, of the game. They don't have long-term contracts, but to keep Marquise Chris in the game was the right decision. And it was a real ballsy one too. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And not to put, you know, Moses only played two minutes in this game. Boban played seven minutes and it's just the fact that he saw a player that they just signed the same day playing well, giving him energy. And he's like, I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride this out. And like, let this, I kept on waiting for Dwight to get up off the bench. I'm like, oh, they're going back yeah, to bring right. Dwight back in. And they never did. I'm like, man, hats off for you to that. Because, you know, Towns was obviously struggling with that. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about how Charlie Brown went from his Christmas tree to the Dallas Mavericks. Christmas time is here. Is his name going to be on the court? Does it say Charles Brown or Charlie Brown? Oh, it better say freaking Charlie. <laughs> Speaking of Charlie Brown, you want to make some good picks this offseason for uh, in the what am I saying? <laughs> I'm trying to transition from Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't even feel good, and that made me laugh. <laughs> like Lucy, who picked up the ball and threw it. Do you want to pick some r- winning plays here on betonline.ag? You can go ahead and go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Go there. Bet on some of these games. Now, the NFL, the NBA, everything's all over the place. So there are games almost every night that you can bet on. The 23rd of December, that's that Thursday. Titans versus the 49ers. The 49ers now a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that line changed a little bit from yesterday. December 25th, there are now two games. The Packers against the Browns and then the Colts against the Cardinals. Colts against Cardinals is now a pick NFL football on Christmas Day. Uh, they're starting to encroach on the NBA's territory here. So you can go make some bets, make some wagers on there. BetOnline.ag is the place to go. Again, use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get a 50% welcome bonus. Also, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Should we bring it back, Isaac? Let's do it. Built Bar. Covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar. Protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So many flavors. Mint brownie. Coconut brownie chunk. Some peppermint flavor, I don't know. New flavors. Daily candy cane brownie bites. Some of them for net carbs. Use the promo code locked on, locked 15 to get 15% off. Built.com. 
All right, Isaac Harris, there's our best built bar ASMR. It's the weirdest thing I've ever did. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. We, it's the weirdest thing we do. Actually, it may not be the weirdest thing we do. No, 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 no. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, Jason Kidd made some decisions. Marquise Chris closed the game out for the Mavericks. Now the front, now the front office has to make some decisions. I think with these guys. <laughs> I mean, in an all realistic world here, I know it's one game. I know there's all the jokes on Twitter about, oh, Marcus Chris, will he call his time? Like in one game, I mean, that's probably like that one game from Chris was better than any one game we've gotten from Willie this season, right? Agreed. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I don't even want to touch Willie's situation. I have no clue what is going on there. So, but there was a when you look at that center bullpen. And you look at Boban and Dwight and just the the bigs that were out there tonight. Marquise did give like an inner, you know, an energetic big there that, in a weird way, if I mean Luca, we'll see if he plays on Thursday against the Bucks. There was some, you know, notion towards that. If he does, I'm like, I kind of want to see Marquise Chris playing with Luca a little bit. Like, I mean, is it does he do they connect on a few oops and stuff? I don't know. We're giving Jason Kidd credit for making that decision, but Marquise Chris, like, very clearly was bet was a better option on Towns than Dwight Powell was, or Boban, or Moses Brown. Right? It's just it was like a very clear decision. Now it's a ballsy one because of you know Dwight Powell leadership council. He's been on the team forever. He's a vet. You know all that all those kind of things. But it was very clearly, and I think it was because he just presented himself as a better option than the options the Mavericks had right now. Some of that due to injury and you know KP being out and Maxi being out and all that. Willie Colley Stein has been out for personal reasons since November 27th. We're almost a month into Willie Colley Stein being out. Uh, that's that's strange to me. There's something going on. We don't know what it is. We're not going to speculate and even guess what we think it's what, what we think it is right now. But um, but yeah, that's a, a decision that the Mavericks may have to make. Now let's let's wait more than one game. <laughs> let's wait more than one game to see because uh, there's a reason why he wasn't on Marquise Chris wasn't on the team so far this season. But. Uh, but yeah, so we've talked about Marquise Chris, talked about Theo Pinson. Those guys added some stuff. They were just added the day of the game, essentially, and they came in, and it was good to see new blood. Yeah, I mean, and they signed a couple more players. We joked about Charlie Brown, and you know, like we'll see more reinforcements coming in. We'll see how the Mavericks, you know, shake up the rotation come Thursday. It's it's the most dominant storyline in the league right now, just where the league's at. You know, go listen to. Uh, Adam Silver did a, an interview on ESPN earlier yeah. on uh, on Tuesday with I think Malika Andrews. Malika Andrews on NBA Today. Yeah, so I mean, go watch that. I mean, we're all watching the same thing that fans are watching. The media is so we're just seeing how the league's going to handle it and seeing we're watching all these names get pulled, you know, pulled up out of the G League and off the street. It feels like as free agents, and it's like, hey, let's just go play basketball. And this is kind of where the league's at right now. Yeah, the Mavericks have reportedly signed, according to Shams, George King, and then you mentioned earlier, reportedly signed Charlie Brown. Uh, those those have not been confirmed yet, and so we'll see yeah. if the football gets pulled out from under us uh, when 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 the, if the Mavericks do sign that or or don't sign them. But uh, those have been reported, which means probably if those two are both correct, that probably Maxi and Tim Hardaway Jr. have both tested positive uh, for COVID and will be out for a little bit. Oof. Um. I do want to go back to the game real quick because I want to give Dorian some praise again. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you look at, you know, the Mavericks losing some bodies over the past few games, and I mean, I feel like Dorian just keeps playing well. I mean, he was he was the highest plus minus tonight, plus 22, 19 points, uh, five assists in this game, six boards, seven of 15 from the field. 
he would just he had to be a little bit more proactive tonight on the offensive end and it, i mean it he did great tonight I, I just i love that guy i will i will i will die on that hill of dorian finney smith and if it turns out whatever it is i i will die on that hill love his it. presence was felt that's something different you in his in his career before he just you know, when he first started in the league, he would be a guy that just didn't make mistakes. That was the reason why Carlisle started to give him a bunch of minutes, because he didn't make mistakes. He stayed in there, he played a little defense, and he didn't make mistakes. He didn't force anything. And now he's branched out so much that now he's dribble driving. Like he's he, five assists in this game, and it wasn't just swing passes, right? He was actually making some stuff happen. The, the rebounds, the offensive rebounds, a couple of steals in this game, 19 points for him, and not just on catch and shoot threes. Like, He's he made his presence felt in this game. A couple of uh, big dunks for him in the, in this one, and that's something that he's stepped out a little bit in, and he's had to over the last couple of games, and he has, and he's really stepped into a you know role for the Mavericks. Yeah, he's uh he's he's becoming that heart and soul type of player for the Mavs too, I think, and I think they can really <clears throat> feed off of his energy when he's uh you know just screaming, talking on defense. I, I heard him a lot tonight on the broadcast, and it was cool hearing Dirk talk about him because. You know, when we go back to Dorian's rookie season, he's the undrafted guy, doesn't get drafted. I, I've written on him a couple times, love him, like I, whatever. And just his story. And did you almost say like a son? <laughs> no, I was just saying whatever. <laughs> and, you know, when Dorian came in as this undrafted guy out of Florida, they had liked him, you know, in the second round. They were just watching, waiting for him to go undrafted. One of the first calls they made to Dorian, they had connections where Dorian played high school ball and all this different stuff. And Dorian comes in as this undrafted guy, Dirk's playing, Dirk gets hurt early on. And they have, and you know, they do the classic. Well, instead of just moving somebody right up, you know, off, you know, the six man off the bench, they pull this undrafted guy, Dorian Finney-Smith and say, Hey, you're going to start. I mean, you look up how many games that Dorian started his rookie season as an undrafted, you know, free agent. And he started a ton of games. And just to hear Dirk talk about his progression as a player, on the broadcast was just really cool because Dirk's obviously been around him for a while of, you know, Hey, when we signed him, you know, we didn't sign him to be a shooter. It was defense and all this stuff, but how, how he's gotten better as a shooter over the years. And we just talk about these glue guys. We talk about these wings. We talk about the Royce O'Neal's of the world and the Bruce Bowens of the world. Like all these championship teams have to have these glue guys that are not on big time contracts, but they're going to do the dirty work. They're going to hustle. They're going to, play the tough defense and that's what Dorian gives you and that's why he, he's important to this team and that's why we've always preached this they have good role players it's always been that two to three spot for the Mavs over the past few years that if they can hammer that out and find and figure out solidify the number two number three on this roster behind Luca they have the role players in Dorian and Maxi and JB and these guys that can supplement that yeah, absolutely. And a role player that finally stepped into a role that finally played his best game as a Dallas Maverick so far. We mentioned him earlier. Sterling Brown, 12 points, 11 boards, three Great assists game. for him. Yeah. Hit two threes. A lot of people were making the joke, we'll send Willie Collie-Stein and, Ter- and Sterling Brown out for these two you know, 10-day guys that they just signed. But Sterling Brown had his best game. He was in there in the closing lineup. He was out there. He was, play- he was flying around playing some some decent defense and rotating. And he finally played a really good game for the Mavericks, and uh, and they really needed it. For sure. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I think we've been talking about trade season. I mean, this is the month, you know, leading up to trade season now. It's like, well, okay, is- let, let's say Theo and you know, Marquise Chris keep on playing well. And then, and then it makes a little bit, you start looking at the roster and you're like, 
okay, well, we kind of have Theo, Marquise, Chris in our back pocket. Man, it'd be nice to keep him around. And you start talking about different deals with other teams. Now you might be a little bit more willing to give somebody else up on your roster in a deal if you're having to throw salaries in because you do think that a Theo Pinson or Marquise Chris or a Charlie Brown or something like that can, you know, fill in some minutes off the bench. You said that like the guy from the (laughs) Charlie Brown. Take it back. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. (laughs) Two hops this time. Oh, Charlie oh. Brown. We'll I have to get done. that. We'll have to get that drop if if Charlie Brown actually plays and hits a couple of threes or does something. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they need to do a two for one trade, you got a couple of these guys around that. Like, did we have that much faith in Amarui and Jacory McLaughlin? Like, they haven't shown any flashes like this. And let's be fair to those guys. It's because they're much younger, right? Those guys are coming in the yeah. league as rookies. And Theo Pinson and Marquise Chris have played on a bunch of teams and have been around and have actually played in some playoff games. And that's the reason why the Mavericks sign these guys right now is because they need bodies. They need some guys with a little bit of experience that can come in and play. And they showed that. And they were they were definitely more ready for the moment than those two other guys that the Mavericks are trying to develop and bring along in the G League and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So that's the reason why you do stuff like this. And that's the reason why they did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens on uh, Thursday night. You know, they had the Bucks come into town. It's the last game before Christmas, uh, as they obviously play in Utah on Christmas Day uh, this weekend. And we'll see if Luca plays. I mean, I think that's the yeah. that's the nice, you know, maybe a warm up type of game. Does he play like a full 40 minutes in that game? Uh, I would think not. But does he get his, you know, his toes wet? Get it, you know, get back out there and, and run a little bit. What get, it, get that, his toes get his toes wet, feet wet. It, get your feet wet or dip your toes in. Hey, this I, is love, what we do. I love how you do those. Um, get your we'll toes you. wet. Just stick your toes in. Just, you just touch your toes into the. You ever touch your toes into like a pool? I mean, to see cool? how cold it is, and then you get yeah. pushed in by somebody. I'm not sticking my whole foot in the pool. Just the toes. I'll, I'll just do the little. Little toes, but it's it's get your feet wet because the idea is you're walking into the water like (laughs) a body of water to like you're starting to wade into the water, but just your feet. That's right. I thought it was funny. Head to toe, your best, your best idiom (laughs) that you've ever said. There you go. Uh, the new guys making it happen. Let us know which one you'd rather keep in the comments. Let us know. If you had to pick one of them right now after one game, overreaction Monday, we're uh, Theo Benson or Marquise Chris. Which would you rather? Let us know in the YouTube comments or on Twitter. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Go. Boom! Boom!